0: Welcome back to Koei's Questions. We are all guilty of stereotyping from time to time. Stereotypes don't have to always be a bad thing. They come from somewhere, right? Instead of trying to look past the stereotypes, maybe some good can come from embracing them and the individual cultures each state has. After all, it is a big country, and so there are bound to be some differences.
1: So with your help, we want to spend this season investigating and answering one of Courtney's most in-depth questions.
0: Which state? Have the coolest stereotype in America. So today we have two guests with us. Y'all know I talk a bunch about how much I love the Humanizing History podcast, so today's episode is really exciting for me. We have the host of the podcast, Nick and Cliff, with us to represent Arizona.
1: Cliff enjoys gaming, hunting, fishing, and <laughs> Camping, and all things firearms. All right, I think right now I'm in your corner. Nick enjoys sports, hiking, and like Courtney, is a bit of a foodie. It's great to have you guys with us.
2: What's up? How you guys doing?
1: I, I definitely see that the hiking is a thing. I'm guessing you guys do some outdoor stuff together?
2: We really haven't done too much outdoor stuff together. Um, we've we've been fishing, but that's about the the extent of it.
3: Yeah, right now it's a little bit tough because I've got a uh, a one-and-a-half-year-old, so uh, my ability to go out and do stuff has been limited quite a bit.
1: Just put a little one in a backpack and go.
3: (laughs) That's true. That's true.
0: (laughs) He says that because his kids are almost teenagers, so his life's easier.
3: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, we have one of those those hiking backpacks, and it's, oh, man, I, I feel like I've climbed Everest after I'm done with that thing, but... Yeah, we, we, we like to go up north.
0: Cool. So I know that, Nick, you say y'all are over 30, so you're boring. But as somebody who is also over 30, I don't think that's a standard because I'm very much not boring. Or at least I don't think I'm boring. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think a lot of that comes from the parent part of it. Oh,
0: yeah. That's everybody but me. <laughs> I noticed
2: once I had a kid and the Nick had a kid, we we slow down a lot. There's, there's not so many 2 a.m. nights anymore, you know, spur of the moment getting up at Ten thirty and at night and going out and hanging out for six or
3: seven hours. Now it's eight thirty. It's like now we got to get the kid to bed. <laughs> I was just thinking about that this morning because I usually, you know, used to go to bed at two o'clock and wake up. I don't know at like ten o'clock. I roll out, to, out of bed today at like six thirty, going, "Hey, I slept in today." Marshall didn't get up. Like, yeah. I, so I do think I'm boring, but. I, in, in my head, I'm still the spry 20-year-old. So well,
0: if, if boring is like not going out until 2 a.m., then yeah, I'm right there with you guys. But the getting up early part, no, I didn't sign up for that.
2: <laughs> it's it's nicer when they get older. I still woke up at 9.30 the day.
1: The trick is you just get a babysitter that does the overnight, and then you can party out all night and sleep in the driveway just show up in the thumbnail.
0: I feel like this should be like, we should have a little disclaimer not to take parenting advice from Jay right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have two very well have children. Thank I know. You. I
0: love your kids. I like them better than you most of the time. But I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but anyway, back to Arizona. So y'all don't change times. Have you ever lived in a state that changes times, or have you always lived in Arizona?
3: Cliff, I think you've always lived in Arizona, right?
2: Get born and raised all 34 years I've been here.
3: Yeah, I've lived in California, Utah, Colorado, and Arizona, so I've I've done both.
0: Okay, so how do you feel about changing times? Do you think that it's stupid, or are you glad Arizona doesn't do it?
3: Changing time is 100% the stupidest thing we do. I hate it.
0: Absolutely. We grew up in Indiana, Jay and I both did, and they did not change times until the year we turned 18, and that just messed me all up. I just, I don't understand it, and it's dumb.
3: Well, and they say, what it's for the farmers, but it doesn't, like, it gets light when it gets light. It's not like it actually adds any time to the day.
0: Right? They're going to get up with the sun anyway. It doesn't matter.
3: (laughs) Right. Well, have you seen the tractors now? They they have more lights than, like, a baseball stadium. Like,
1: it's ridiculous.
3: Oh, I believe it.
1: They don't need an hour of sunlight. They make their own sunlight now.
0: (laughs) And that's Jay's opinion on it. (laughs) <laughs> Walk by
3: a field. We have ended daylight savings time right here. I, I've never met anybody that actually likes it. So yeah, we should just uh petition. Let's get this taken care of.
0: I told Jay I was gonna run for president next time because I'll be old enough then, and that's gonna be my one thing in life. I'm just gonna get rid of daylight savings time. That's the whole thing I'm running on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got my vote.
1: Putting you in charge is scary though. I'm not sure I'm ready for that. Anyways. Light change from the Kelly for president 2034 or whatnot No, so i so i heard that i was your guys' favorite host so I, I just wanted to know how that happened and a great many things cordy's gonna never let me live this down
3: <laughs> well i mean cliff and i like to root for underdogs and so jay we want to make sure that you know yes. <laughs> your, your, your day of fame you know
0: See, I think I was extra nice. I even voted for Jay. He was my favorite host. You know what? Jay also voted for Jay.
1: Did <laughs> <laughs> I? I don't even remember.
0: Uh, you definitely. Someone did. had to.
1: I was waiting to be the lone vote for me.
0: Yeah, I just want to add in, even though he's y'all's, pretty. even though he's y'all's favorite, he's never listened to your podcast.
1: Hey, I'm gonna work on that, all right? So
2: I don't know if I speak for Nick. All I know is I, I tend to agree more with Courtney than I do Uh-oh. with Jay.
3: <laughs> and and to be honest with you guys, it was actually I who answered that poll question, not Cliff. So I, I you know, Cliff Cliff, it sounds like Courtney is your favorite.
2: I think so. I think I agree with her more on on, on some of her topics than uh than Jay. No offense to Jay.
0: I just like to pick on I'm a little Jay, so that's why I threw that in there. I was like, hmm, who's your favorite? And I was like, shit, if it's gonna be all Jay, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so when we do research for each state, well, when I do it, Jay likes to wing it, but we ask four basic questions. The first thing people think of, the most common food, what they think the most common job is, and what most people do for fun. We got some weird answers for Arizona, by the way.
3: Yeah. You know what? I've I was i I've been listening to some of your podcasts on your different states, and I, I've been thinking like, what are my answers to that? And it varies so much, so I, I don't I'm not surprised that you got some weird ones and off-the-wall ones.
0: So our stereotype, yeah. our stereotype profile is cowboys living in the middle of the desert, just walking around in sand, surrounded by like cactus and trying to find the Grand Canyon.
2: <laughs> I feel like that's what you always, not terribly far off.
1: What would you guys say is the beginning?
2: There's a lot of cowboy towns in Arizona. A lot of our history stems from that era of 19th and 20th century. There's a lot of ghost towns still and a lot of like towns like rawhide and tombstone that simply are a cowboy town where they have like reenactments all day and you can, you know, pan for gold and stuff like that. But we're the fifth largest city in America. We also have this huge infrastructure in the middle of the desert. There's still a lot of cactuses, but we enjoy our cowboy history, but we're still a huge major city.
3: And I kind of like it that the, uh, that people outside of Arizona think it is kind of this, wild west hot place because I think that is what the stereotype is outside of Arizona because then we get, you know, to enjoy this all by ourselves without everybody flooding in. So let's let's you know let's keep these crazy stereotypes going.
1: Except for California. (laughs) I've heard they've been immigrating.
3: Oh (laughs) uh, so you'll know a true Arizonan by how much they hate California. (laughs) So I apologize to anybody from California out there, but in Arizona, unless you've lived here for a long time, most of us don't like you.
2: If we see your plate while we're driving, there's going to be
3: something mean said. (laughs) You will know you're number one.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. I completely understand that. I lived in Austin. We'll just start outside of Austin for a while. And I completely understand how much you do not love California people.
3: (laughs) Well, it's funny because I lived in, I lived in Denver, what was that cliff? Like two years ago. Yeah. And same thing. They everybody's leaving California and they went to Denver first. Now they're going to Austin. They're starting to come to Arizona or coming to Phoenix and no one likes them. None of the natives or none of the people that have lived in the area like them. But I, I can't say that too much because like half of my family still lives in California. But uh
1: yeah. <laughs> so what do you think the craziest thing about Arizona's terrifying? Especially the wandering cowboy. <laughs>
2: I don't know so much about wandering cowboys if you get out of the suburbs there's there's still quite a few cowboys
0: do people (laughs) do people people ride horses through drive throughs that's what i need to know
2: i've never seen one through a drive-thru but uh even in the main part of, of phoenix there are horse trails right down and there's a lot of horse property so it's not it's not rare to see a couple people wandering their horses down the street you know on the sidewalk or on a trail
3: yeah, and that's one weird thing about Phoenix is you can literally go from very city life, skyscrapers and literally go down the road about maybe a mile, cliff. I'm thinking like around Camelback area, and yeah. then you're literally on huge ranches. And so you will see that crossover where you're you're going from the city and then all of a sudden you look to the to the right, there's a horse trail and there's, you know, a couple horses on the sidewalk. Like that's that's not unheard of.
2: And then, yeah, even a couple miles down the road from that, there's multi-million dollar homes. Right.
0: So crazy, but it's so cool. I tried to get the dietitian we work with to ride through a Whataburger parking lot with me on horses and she wouldn't do it. And so I was really hoping you were like, yeah, people do that. So I could be like, look, Amanda, I told you it's a thing.
2: <laughs> that is the most Texas thing I've ever heard, riding a horse through a Whataburger parking lot. Oh my right, gosh. That's
0: I why I needed to
3: do it.
1: <laughs> now I want to do it.
3: Just to go along with the whole uh, cowboy like theme, I remember when I first moved here, I was 11. I was moving from California and California obviously is very uh, has huge restrictions on on firearms and I remember going into a restaurant for the first time and it was a little bit outside of Phoenix in more of one of the rural areas and walking in and this guy has a revolver on his hip because open you know open carry is a legal thing here. And me looking at my dad going, like, where the hell did you just move us to? Like, people have cowboy hats and guns just everywhere. And I've learned to love it. But i that was one of the biggest culture shocks coming from California to Arizona. That was, like, 2001. So it's been, like, 20 years. But, you know, the, the, the cowboy thing is definitely true. But I think there's a lot more diversity in Arizona than what people think.
0: Okay. And Jay, you lived in Arizona for a little bit, right?
1: I did. I did.
0: Was there anything that was, like, an Arizona-only thing that you noticed that we should ask them about?
1: There's definitely a weird kind of hippie. I don't know how to describe it. It's not like the California hippie I'm used to. I don't know. It's almost like mountain people and hippies blended together. Like, especially, like, in places like Bisbee, if you've been down oh, that man, way.
0: Yeah. Is this something James yeah, just making it up or He's not, is no. not
2: making that up at all.
1: Bisbee's real
2: so my mom actually grew (laughs) up in Bisbee and my uncle Mike was a hippie No and he lived and died in Bisbee like he lived there when he was when he was born he moved up to Phoenix he lived in a trailer on our land for a while he had you know all his different girlfriends and all his different uh addictions and (laughs) then he went back down to Bisbee and he he passed away there, but he was, he was, you were hundred percent right. There is a weird mountain hippie that lives here. And a lot of them come from Bisbee or Jerome Sedona, that area.
3: Yeah. I think if you definitely, if you head up North and there's, re- there's, I think there's two different types of hippies and Cliff, if you don't agree with me, speak up, but there's the Sedona hippie, which is really like new agey crystals, aliens, you know, vortexes and all of that weird stuff. And then you have these like, tree people that you get in Flagstaff. And I think more of what you would get in like Bisbee, but there are some very weird people out here and I, and I love them because they are just so eclectic. But if you ever had the chance, go to Sedona and just some of the shops and some of the locations and some of the stories you'll get there are absolutely nuts.
2: They're amazing. It's one of the reasons Arizona is so great though, is we're like a tiny America how America has immigrants from all over the world coming in and make this, this melting pot. Arizona has immigrants from all over the world, but also from every other state that bring their own culture and their own ideas. So we become this melting pot of ideas and it's weird. You can look at Sedona as this weird little sect of people that live up there. And then Phoenix is a totally different group of people. And then our next major city, Tucson, totally different from Phoenix. And it's just so odd how, how much like a, a small America, Arizona is.
0: Okay, I need you to explain no, this no, tree no, people no. hippie to me. What, what is that? God, I'm going to see if I can find pictures for you. I wasn't asking you, Jay. It's...
3: I, I guess it would be more of your traditional hippie um, than would be like the Sedona people because they're... Like the people in Sedona, like when you talk about like alien encounters and things like that, they're they're 100% around that. But I don't... Cliff, I mean... I. So, okay, let me back up. Uh, It's a very
2: college town up there. And so you got a lot of young people with the similar ideas where they're, you know, save the trees, climate change. They're all wearing flannel and that type of hippie, I think is what he's calling the tree people.
3: Right. And, And the reason why I call them tree people is I went to Northern Arizona University for my freshman year of college, which is up in Flagstaff. And we would literally have students that would live in the forest and they would live with, they would usually have like a tent and their dog and their books. And they would, they would go to campus, go to class, have a few meals, and then go back out into the forest. And that was their full-time residence. And so like, I'm not kidding you when I say there were people that lived in the trees and in the forest.
0: That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm very much like indoor plumbing, so that would not work for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but i've been to flagstaff it's very pretty it is especially if you're like driving in at night and all the lights and stuff it's very pretty i've also i mean i've been mm-hmm. to phoenix too and i've also been to tucson but i was there for like a week that was it so i just i know jay you were there what three years
1: in arizona yeah uh yeah about three years
0: okay yeah I'd i go back
1: for six months every to again
0: I was much younger than Jay was when he was there, though. I think I was, like, in third grade. Um, I did go to Old Tucson Studios, though, so that's my claim to fame with Arizona.
3: (laughs) Okay. I've never heard of it. What is Old Tucson Studios? I've never heard of it. Have you, Cliff? I have not.
0: That's where they, like, oh, my goodness, I thought it was, like, a big thing. It was just a big thing for my parents. I don't know. But they um, recorded a bunch of the old westerns there. And I think they recorded Little House on the Prairie there, too.
3: Really? Okay. Well, then I need to go there because my (laughs) wife, even though it's such an old show, like she's addicted to that show. We literally wake up or she wakes up every morning and I wake up to the Little House on the Prairie theme song because she absolutely loves that show. So I have to go check out some new Arizona history, apparently. Okay.
0: You need to take her there. But yeah, I went, I was like second or third grade and it was spring break and we went and they have like, you know how, when they have the shootouts and they have like, they take little dead people everywhere. They had the blanket with like the red on it and I saw it and I thought I was going to like lose it. My dad was like, Me, it's cool. It's okay. <laughs> so that was the thing I remember the most okay. about my trip there. Well, Hey, it
2: made an impression on you though. Didn't it?
0: Right. It sure did. I got to tell everybody all about it but a couple of the other things that we saw a lot in the stereotypes when we ask people is that everybody always has a bottle of hot sauce on them not at all
3: see i dis not on them but i feel like hot sauce is definitely <laughs> part of the culture here but but that, that cliff obviously has a different thought to it well so i agree with you not
2: a, not a lot of i've never seen anyone carrying hot sauce around however We love hot sauce in Arizona and any Mexican restaurant you go to has like their own brand of hot sauce and a lot, we have competitions here for, you know, hot sauce competitions and all that. So we love it. It's a part of Arizona culture, but I don't think I've ever seen anyone carrying hot sauce with them.
0: I'm going to need to go to a hot sauce competition. That sounds fun.
3: (laughs) cliff could you imagine or just everybody here you know you've got you've got your gun on one holster and then you got your hot sauce on the other <laughs> yeah
0: i like it i That's, like the sound of it i'm gonna get our artist to draw that for our, this episode too with the hot sauce in a host a holster
1: <laughs> i think you'll find a hot sauce holster we're gonna buy that
0: arizona yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty are
1: well, I've got a Colt 45 and uh, some Texas Pete. Can you make a from for that, too?
0: <laughs> is that your favorite kind of hot sauce out there, Texas Pete? Because I feel like Jay's very wrong, right?
2: I've never even heard of Texas Pete.
3: <laughs> I, the only not, thing not that
0: good. It's just
1: something yeah,
3: we have here. Good. And this is going to... I probably will offend Jay by saying this. The only reason I know of Texas Pete is because it's the super cheap hot sauce, and I use it when I make buffalo wings. So that that's my experience with Texas Pete.
1: You're totally not offending me. I'm not a defender of Texas in any way. <laughs> I just happen to spend a lot of time there. Jay. Not by choice.
0: Jay, I'm not even sure Texas Pete is made in Texas.
1: It's probably not. <laughs> I can just hear the New York City commercial going on right now. New, New York, York City? City. Okay, good. I'm glad someone recognized that. Like, I'm dating myself right
2: now. Oh, man. I could probably recite the entire commercial right now. I won't. But,
3: <laughs> but if you do.
0: <laughs> so, fun fact of the day. I just looked it up. Texas Pete is made in North Carolina.
3: Sounds about
2: right. Uh, Arizona is famous for the Arizona iced tea. It's made in New Jersey.
1: Wow. wow.
0: Is it really? It is really. That was one of the things that was the first thing people thought about was Arizona tea, and I have never even drank it. Jay, you used to drink it in high school a lot, didn't you? I
1: I drink it as an adult. Like I used to, that used to be my jam. When I lived in Germany, I would get like eight of them for work. And now that I know it's in New Jersey, it just makes me sad.
2: I'm pretty sure it's New Jersey. Oh, I'm sorry, it's actually Woodbury, New York. So
3: so pretty much oh, might as well be
1: New York City. <laughs> <laughs> Man.
3: Well I just think it's weird that it's called Arizona Iced Tea. Cliff, have you ever seen a tea tree in Arizona? Uh no. No.
0: Why do they call it that?
3: Naming, I assume.
2: It's like, you know,
1: people like Arizona more than New York.
2: That's true. But it's like Kentucky fried chicken. It's not from <laughs> Kentucky, but it sounded better.
0: It just sounds cool that way. We're gonna go with that. that's why they, they did it. Maybe they were from Arizona. I don't know. I'm going to investigate this. I'll, I'll let you guys know because I'm going to investigate. <laughs> so, the other stereotypes. That whole
1: my whole life is
0: a lie.
1: What? My whole life is a lie.
0: I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> but. <laughs>
1: oh, this will be an angry phone call afterwards. <laughs>
0: I'm just not going to. So. But so, the other stereotypes that they have is that everybody there is the right wing cowboy
2: again not true. Arizona flip-flops quite a bit. We typically lean more right, but we've had democratic governors um before our current governor. We had a democratic governor for like 18 years or 20 years or something like that. And we have uh, our largest cities are mainly democratic like most other places. They're they're democratic led.
0: Another there's another stereotype that Jay specifically said he fit while he lived there. Oh. <laughs> Okay, well I'll just tell them about it so that they will park that okay. everybody in Arizona will park forever away if it's in the shade
2: that is 100% true yes when when it's summer uh, if you find a shaded spot it, it's like a gold mine
0: i'm like i thought that was an everywhere thing but i guess it's not i'm like that but jay said that's not normal
3: here's the difference though is everywhere else you can get away with having you know, it hot in your car, like you will literally burn yourself on your steering wheels because you go into your car and it's like 130. And so you park underneath a a tree and it's only like 95 in your car instead. But I've burnt myself multiple times on my steering wheel or on my belt, you know, on my clip. It's, it gets gnarly out in the summers.
2: And really that 20 degree difference from parking in the shade or not, Means your car either reaches a cool enough temperature within like 20 minutes or not, because you turn your air conditioning on full blast. And I have a newer truck even, but if you park in the sun for an hour, it's going to take you 20 minutes to get cool where you're not actively sweating while you're driving.
0: That is crazy. I about died in Texas because I didn't know to crack my windows a little bit at first. So my car was like trying to cook me. But apparently Jay says that he doesn't have that same experience in Texas, but we lived an hour or something apart. So it was a little different. But I can imagine as hot as it gets out there that that is pretty terrible. There's not a lot of black cars, huh?
2: There's actually quite a few. Really? Yeah. My wife's had a black car for years, yeah.
0: That's crazy. Does it not get as hot? Is that just like an old wives' tale?
2: It, there's some support to it. I've watched one study that they said it gets like two degrees hotter. So there is some fact to it, but it's negligible. Oh,
0: okay, so it's not like anything major. No. So
2: look at you, Cliff, being all statistical and everything. So I could be totally
3: <laughs> wrong. This is only one study I watched, probably <laughs> like eight years ago, and remember this for some reason. But
0: you're confident about it. So we would. What's well, funny? Know. I feel
3: like on our podcast we're the same way. It's like. Oh, we're, we're, we're spitting out these numbers and then we look up like during the show or after the show oh wait we were completely wrong I
0: there. have caught you a couple of times on that and it's like y'all are in the car with me and I'm like no that's not even real it's super funny that's what makes it so fun to listen to you uh, but so with it that hot out there one of these stereotypes is that everybody's blood is thinner than water because of how hot it is do y'all do well if you visit cold places or do you get cold super easy
2: My wife's actually from Minnesota. She was born there. She lived there. She's lived in Oklahoma and in Montana and then here in Phoenix. And she freezes constantly. I'm born and raised in Phoenix and I love the cold.
0: I didn't even know anybody loved the cold. I'm like just in shock right now.
2: We actually just took a trip to Montana and uh, I think the hottest it got there while we were there was 55 degrees and I loved it the entire time. We even got rain and a little bit of snow. It was beautiful.
3: And I think, I think that is another, I don't want to say stereotype, but I think that is something that is common with a lot of people from Phoenix because we are so used to it being so hot is when we get to cold areas, we are like, this is so cool. This is awesome. So I think a lot of us say that we like cold, but if we were to stay there for, you know, an extended period of time, we'd go nuts. I have noticed because I, when I lived in Utah for a while I I could handle the cold really well. Now that I'm in Phoenix, I still like going to the cold, but I do find myself getting colder. Faster.
0: I'm such like I grew up in Indiana. It gets pretty cold there. Then I moved to the south and everything. And I'm such a baby. When it gets cold, I'm like bundled up, looking like the kid from the Christmas story, and it's like sixty-eight <laughs> degrees outside or something. <laughs>
2: No, I'm, I'm sure you mean when he's bundled up outside, but all I can think of is that stupid bunny outfit that he had to wear in that movie.
0: <laughs> I like that image better. I'm outside in the bunny outfit.
1: The bunny onesie, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, and then another one that they had is that y'all are sick of being called the Grand Canyon State. Is that real?
2: That doesn't bother me at all.
3: Nick? Uh, You know, uh, it doesn't bother me. I went to Grand Canyon University. So I love it when I get called the Grand Canyon State. But the funny thing is I have lived here probably, I want to say 12 years off and on. I have not once been to the Grand Canyon. I've been (laughs) everywhere else except for the Grand Canyon.
0: I feel like that's something you have to go to. Like, I need you to make plans and go there. So for
2: everybody that's been there, that lives in Arizona, you, you drive up there, you look at it for 20 minutes, you're like, all right, where are we having lunch? And you never go back because it's it's just a big, long hole in the ground. I
0: mean, that's what everybody from out of the state does too. But when we come visit, it... <laughs> I think we were there like 20 minutes. We took some pictures. I was a little kid, so I took it like through the fence and mine came out better than my parents who tried really hard. It was great. But
3: we were there for like I will say one of my bucket list items is go to Havasupai Havasupai Falls in, in the Grand Canyon. If you haven't heard of it, check it out. It's like a little oasis down there. And it takes like all, basically what happens is you hike down. It's like a six hour hike. You stay there for like a whole Saturday. And then you just swim. There's waterfalls. There's, you know, water holes that you swim in and all that fun stuff. Supposedly supposed to be an awesome camping site. And then you hike six to eight hours out. But that is definitely a bucket list item. But other than that, to me, it does look like just a giant hole in the ground. It's
0: just a really pretty giant hole. <laughs> right. So and then the there's two more of the like stereotypes that we got a whole bunch of is one thing where everybody is just getting a bitch in tan all the time. Like y'all all just outside getting tan like you don't have to work or anything.
2: So I I actually used to work out in the sun and I did for a large portion of my life until three years ago I've worked outside and I've done landscaping and roofing and the whole thing and I was way darker than my wife the rest of my family because I did work outside and I did not try but yeah we get a lot of sun here it's something like 300 days of sunshine so if you work outside you're gonna get a killer tan.
0: You're just gonna have some funny farmer tan lines though.
2: Hundred percent. Right. Yeah, I take my shirt off, and it's like the contrast is white to brown. I was
0: gonna say, I wasn't sure if you're like out there working in a bikini or what you're doing.
2: <laughs> I did until they told me to stop.
1: <laughs>
3: but I do, I do think it all depends on where in Arizona you are. Like, if you go to if you go to Tempe, which is where ASU is, Arizona State, and th- I mean everybody out there is. In nothing, and then Scottsdale, you have all the you know all the rich people, and so I think that stereotype definitely is true for those areas. Uh, But the rest of us, we we're just so damn hot that we just stay inside, or we work outside and have huge farmers' stands.
1: Oh boy! So, so last but not least for the stereotype, and I know this is kind of a weird time to bring this up, but the, that Arizona has a lot of border issues. Yeah. You no. Know?
2: So we—I mean—we we border another country that has, uh, you know, their issues just like we have ours, and you're going to have issues anytime you're next to another country.
3: Yeah, and I feel yeah. like I—I I do think there are issues. I think the media.
1: You no, know, I'm saying Arizona's not the one with all the crazy stuff, right?
3: So Arizona had That's a while.
2: Oh yeah, we we have that. Uh, that's all along the southern border, actually, all the way from California, all the way to Texas. They have those guys that get their militias together and go try to you know, stop people from coming to the country. They see them and then they call border patrol out. But we have that in all of our states on the south border.
0: I feel like if that's what you're doing in your free time, you should probably just go home and take a nap. Like, honestly, I have better things to do than go see if I can find somebody and then call the cops on you.
2: I know I wouldn't want to be out there.
1: I can tell you getting pulled over by Border Patrol is a hell of an experience, though. I've never been pulled over Jay, by him.
0: Jay, you're a white, blonde guy. Why would it be difficult for I, you?
1: I have no idea, but I was driving around, I think it was Patagonia, which I think is like seven or eight miles off the, the state line, or international border. The next thing I know, I've got a Jeep like doing 80 miles behind me, flashing lights, and I pulled over, and the two CVP officers... Like, looked very Hispanic, had very thick Spanish accents, and asked me if I was a citizen. And I was like, this is the weirdest, most ironic thing that I thought would ever happen to me.
0: Jay, were you in Mexico? They're super nice,
1: though.
0: (laughs) You got pulled
2: over in the wrong country. No,
1: no, I made sure I turned short of the border. border. Yeah, they were federales. Like, oh, that's why this makes sense. (laughs) It was like a 20 minute ordeal where they're like looking at my ID and my license and everything. And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, six foot white guy with blue eyes like I don't think I'm the one you're looking for
0: no he was totally in Mexico and that's my story and I'm (laughs) I I will
1: say yes
3: no you're good I, I will say that when you when you do come from the like I've been to Rocky Point tons of times when you do come over the border they do make it feel like you're breaking the law even though you're just coming over the border so they are very serious about it down there. So I, I totally believe Jay's story.
0: I like my story better, yeah, though. I'm with Courtney totally on this one.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was not
3: a See, and this is where we go back to, <laughs> I think Jay's the better host, and yes, Cliff thinks better. Courtney's the better host.
1: Hashtag defend Jay. Here we go.
0: Oh, my God. You're not going to make that a thing. I don't care how hard you try. It's not going to be a thing. <laughs>
1: It already is a thing. It totally is. You but... just don't like it because you don't defend me.
0: <laughs> like I have family members that will be like, hey, have you talked to Jay lately? And I'll be like, no. And they would be like, hashtag defend Jay. Or like, my parents will both listen to the podcast. And if I'm picking on him especially bad that time, they'll both text me and be like, hashtag defend Jay. I'm all That's things, hilarious. Guys. I'm your only kid. <laughs> it's
1: pretty great. And then they'll like... I'm still their
0: favorite kid. Yeah, because they can get rid of you. But anyway, so (laughs) (laughs) the last one that we had, I just noticed that we had one more, is that everybody has a pool. Is that real? Do y'all all have pools?
2: Not everybody, but a lot of people do. Like if you look at a Google Earth map of Arizona, it's probably one in three.
0: Do you have a pool?
2: I actually just moved from a house two years ago that had a pool to a house that doesn't because I didn't like maintaining it
0: sounds awful. I'd be so sad. Oh, my wife wasn't happy about it.
3: I don't have a pool. I want a pool. Uh, I grew up, I always had a pool growing up. And you, if you don't have, if you do have a pool, just expect everybody from around the neighborhood to come to your house. All the time. So I had, I had three, no, sorry, not three brothers. I was part of a family that had three boys. So it was me and my two younger brothers. And like, it was not uncommon for us to have 12 to 15 kids at our house on a summer day, like all through the summer. So you either have a pool or you know about 12, you know, you know somebody that has a pool and you're there all the time. Because literally during the summer, if you're not inside, you have to be by a pool because it's okay. so damn hot.
0: I'm, like, I'm going to have a pool, and it's not even like a real pool, it's an above ground, like the ones that you blow up the little ring and then like fill it up with water. I'm going to have a pool this a summer, pool. and I'm very excited. No, not a kiddie pool. The kind <laughs> you blow the ring up and fill it up, and it's like four feet deep.
2: So what's I funny, about. I we actually had one of those last year, because this that was the first year we didn't have a pool. So my wife made me buy one of those and blow the thing up, and we were in it almost every day.
0: Did you love it? Is it like worth it? it? It
2: it it's okay. You can't really swim in it, so it's not that big. But uh, it was nice to be able to get in and cool off.
0: Yeah, I just want to float around like with my like smutty book and just get taken. <laughs> so,
1: Courtney's short
0: too. Should be fine. I'm not short. I'm five five. That is normal size. And a half. That half inch is important. <laughs>
3: Uh, I I, I do have a question Since a lot of you guys have lived Outside of Arizona Obviously Courtney and, and Jay Now in Arizona Pools are like almost a status symbol Sometimes like some people go super All out with their pools like rocks And caves and water slides And this and that Now is that just an Arizona thing Or do you guys have pools like that Outside of Arizona
0: I mean like super rich people do I, I'm not on that level so I will never have a pool like that but I haven't seen like a ton of people have stuff like that. I have seen people with waterfalls and lights and things but again, super rich people not like just your everyday person
1: Yeah, yeah I would agree. Everywhere it's hot somebody with money has to have a cooler pool or better landscaping around their pool just to rub it in I just want a water slide
0: I'm just happy with my kiddie pool. I don't
1: know. <laughs> but you brought up pools, and it made me think of the biggest stereotype we have not brought up yet. No one has grass. Everyone has lava rocks for their front and backyard.
0: That's a thing?
1: I oh, do not like remember grass. seeing grass anywhere unless it was like a golf course, and even that stuff was dying.
2: No. No, there, A lot of people have grass.
1: <laughs>
2: a lot of people have grass, but I will say as a person who doesn't have grass, it's so much easier to maintain <laughs> rock than it is grass. So when it's 120 outside, I look out I my window like and go, oh, yep, rock. rocks are doing great. Everybody else is wasting gallons and gallons of water trying to keep their grass green. I'm
3: just sitting in my air conditioning enjoying. But I do think that's something that's changed a ton in the last like 10 years because I remember moving out here I felt that same way is it was just rocks everywhere, but now you see a lot more houses with, with grass, but I just bought my first house and we have rock in the front yard and I hate it. Like I miss having grass, but yeah, no, uh, not everybody does have just rock.
2: So actually looking at my my window right now from my office, um, I see about a 50 50 split between rocks and grass in my neighborhood.
0: I feel like I could do with rocks because I hate cutting the grass. Like, I hate it. It's terrible. So I would just be happy with rocks. That's where I'm at. So I think we've talked about almost everything that was the first thing that comes to mind, except for um, these very, um, these are exact quotes, and I just thought it was fun. One of them is the second hottest thing in the universe, blow hot pockets. (laughs) True. So that should be your new state slogan. I don't know who we got to call, but let's tell (laughs) him. Oh, yes. And then another one, it just said the arrogance of man. And I don't get it. And I asked him to elaborate, but he did not. So So I know exactly what that's from. That
2: That is from King of the Hill. (laughs) When Bobby Hill came to Phoenix... He said, this is a testament to man's arrogance because they came in the middle of the summer and it's like 115 out. And that was his quote. So whoever gave you the quote, I just resonate with on a spiritual level almost.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was somebody on Reddit and I don't know who they were, but I was very confused. And I was like, maybe I'm just being dumb and I should know this. And apparently people think of frying eggs on sidewalks. That's true. I don't know if that's an exaggeration or if like people are actually like, yo, I don't feel like using my stove. Let me go
2: outside real quick. I don't know if I'd eat it, but people do that all the time just to show how hot it is. They'll crack <laughs> yep. an egg and it'll cook it. People also cook cookies inside their cars. Yep. They will put cookie I dough seen
0: that. Yeah. on
2: their dashboard on a pan and it'll cook them.
0: That's crazy. I saw that in Texas. Not last summer, the summer before that. And I was like, what is this person doing? And it was in Austin. So, you know, keep Austin weird and all. But <laughs> it's weird. And then a bunch of people think of Amazon. I don't know if it's because it's an A word or what. Or if Amazon's headquarters are So there. we
3: have a huge Amazon headquarter out here. We were like one of the second, second or third ones outside of their original. But yeah, Amazon is huge out here. I do know we have a huge disc. Well, that district. sucks.
0: You have to pay taxes if you order from them. Then oh,
3: yes. It sucks. Because when I lived in Utah, it was like, great, no taxes. And then I moved back here and I'm like, what the hell? Why is this thing costing me another 20 bucks? Or, well, you know, I wasn't that much. But, yeah, we have to pay stupid taxes on, on Amazon stuff.
1: No, I was just thinking about the less chill New Mexico when he talks about taxes.
0: That's what I was getting ready to say. Apparently, y'all are the less chill New Mexico.
3: Elaborate. What in the world does that mean?
0: I don't know. I was hoping you did. (laughs) I guess you're more uptight than New Mexico. Maybe. I
2: think whoever said that's just mad that they live in New Mexico. I I would say that too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're probably an alien. Like just taking over New Mexico is probably what it is. I'm just
2: saying uh, New Mexico.
1: I was just thinking of Gary
2: Johnson. They have an image issue because they call themselves a land of enchantment. But anybody that's been there knows that's a lie. So I think he's just jealous.
0: Probably when I the last time I was in New Mexico, we stopped outside of Roswell because I had to take a picture with the sign, and then we ate at a McDonald's where everybody hated us, and I don't know why. And I was like, "Please get me out of this state."
2: <laughs> I've been there a few times. I have worked there. Uh, my my work sent me out there to look at some stuff for a few years, and it's it's just terrible. There was nothing that I liked about it. I went there on vacation with a buddy one time. It was the same thing. I just couldn't find anything more
3: interesting. Maybe we are uptight. We hate California. We hate New Mexico. Maybe we just are really mean people in Arizona. (laughs) Maybe we're the new mass
0: holes. (laughs) Oh, man. Do you hate Nevada and Utah, too? Is it like all the states you touch? Or is it just that? No, we
3: love Utah. Utah is great. Yeah, we like Utah. I, I have no problem with Nevada because I mean you got Vegas. I mean we can go gamble and have a crazy good time in what three and a half hours? So yeah, we we love we love Nevada and Utah. Colorado has great okay, beer. So those
0: states are cold, just the other two. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Now this is my absolute favorite part because I'm a fatty. With the food. There were a few things that foodie. Yeah, fatty food same <laughs> thing. <laughs> But there's a few things that people thought of, but is there anything that is like the food to eat in Arizona?
3: Mexican food. 100% Mexican food. The only other state that even rival, that is anywhere close, is California. Every other state has no idea what Mexican food is.
0: So it's like legit Mexican food, not like Texas. No, it's.
2: Like, we actually have Tex-Mex here, and it's good, don't get me wrong, but the legitimate Mexican food is amazing. It is it is true to Mexico.
3: And I didn't realize this because I've lived in the Southwest, or, you know, in Arizona and a little bit in California for so long. Like, there's literally... A we call them Bertos because it's Rally Bertos or Filibertos. There's There's these Mexican joints on almost every corner here in Phoenix, and I thought that was normal. And then once I moved outside of Arizona, not seeing that shocked me. And then I tried other Mexican food, and it was just like, this is this is awful. So, yeah, Mexican food here is like the real deal.
0: Yeah, I thought for the longest time in my life that I hated Mexican food, but it turns out I just don't like Tex Mex. Yeah, well,
2: next time like, you're in Arizona, I just that was you let us know and we will point out some great spots to
3: hit.
0: I will. I'll be like, I need a list of food. Where do I go?
3: <laughs> However, there I are some really weird fusion Mexican food places here. And Cliff, you've heard of... Uh, Chino Bandito? Chino Bandino, which is yes. Chinese and Mexican, which is bizarre, but it's one of like the big name Mexican places out here that isn't your traditional one. And then there's a couple Irish-Mexican places. Now, I wouldn't say these are authentic at all, but also some weird fusions out here as well.
0: Okay, I have so many questions. Um, Chinese-Mexican, is this... What? <laughs> I just... I need an example.
3: So, I've never been there, but there is an episode of Diners Drive-Ins, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives where he where Guy actually does go to Chino Bandino. So, there there are references out there. So my wife and I went I there and it's, it's very, very, very odd
2: because you can get, you know, your rice, but there's Spanish rice and then there's, you know, uh, Asian rice and they mix everything together. So you have like orange chicken, uh, what's this, with shredded beef. It's just really, really, really weird. They, they take both cultures and combine them with their food. I couldn't stand it, but my wife loved it.
0: Okay. I'm hungry. <laughs> this is you're always hungry. This is officially on my list of True. foods I need to try now. And then the Italian Mexican, like, is that the same way where it's just kind of weird? So,
3: it, so it was Irish Mexican and it, oh, Irish. Yeah. No, <laughs> you're one. you're totally good. Uh, so there's Carlos O'Brien's. That one, it, it's I wouldn't really say it's it's Mexican and Irish. Think of serving Mexican food at an Irish pub, so it has that like pub feel. But it's all Mexican okay. food. But that's kind of a weird popular combo out here.
0: Okay.
1: I'm still hanging on the name.
3: Carlos O'Brien. <laughs> and then there was an old one called Shillelagh Olay's. Oh, yeah.
0: I feel like I've been there. I mean, do they serve a lot of alcohol? Because then there's a good chance you have them. <laughs> Everywhere, Everywhere
1: out alcohol. here. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs>
0: And then, okay, so it said one of the big things that y'all have there is, like, mesquite flour. Is this, like, flour, like, that you cook with? Like, make cakes I've
3: never heard of it. Me neither. (laughs) Well,
0: okay. Um, It was on the list of, like, when I looked on Google when I was researching it this week, and I was like, what in the hell is that? I
3: mean, there's a lot of mesquite trees, but, yeah, I've never had mesquite flour.
0: Well, then, and then there's
1: also. How about oh, a Sonoran
2: oh, hot dog? Oh my gosh, you were speaking my language. Oh, there I is a food <laughs> truck I used to go to on the corner of the road that serves Sonoran hot dogs and the world's best nachos. My gosh, my cholesterol thinking about it is going to 500 right now. It was amazing.
0: What What is it? Like, what makes it so amazing?
2: A Sonoran hot dog is a bacon wrapped hot dog placed in a bun. With onions, beans, chilies, mustard, nacho sauce, sour cream, tomatoes. I'm sure I'm leaving something out, but it's just a huge Mexican hot dog essentially on a plate. And yeah, it's, you're full with one. I need
3: it's literally one. one of my favorite foods. And yeah, it's it's 100% Arizonan. And I think that's where you get that that Mexican culture coming in. Oh, gosh, it's it's fantastic.
0: I need one. You me a bacon?
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: I'm bacon.
3: A simple and i think the key is is you have to go to like a rinky dink like food truck or food cart to get the best ones so if it's like a, a cleaned up really nice looking place their sonoran hot dogs probably aren't the greatest but if you're like oh, this is a questionable looking joint it's probably the, like the greatest sonoran hot dog you'll ever have
0: That is always where the best food is. The ones where you're like, I don't know if I should be eating from here and you get a little creeped out. Best food every time.
2: So for me, I used to work downtown and I'd always try to find the places that had the workers from around there eating at because they knew the best spots. So if you stop and there's, you know, a couple landscape trucks parked out there eating, you know, it's going to be good because you know, it's going to be authentic
0: like hacks for finding the best food i like it oh yeah and then there was fry bread is on the list too i have no
2: yes idea indian fry bread is delicious
0: what is it and if you say fry bread i'm gonna be like okay but elaborate <laughs>
3: so it, it's flat fry bread
0: okay so more <laughs>
3: So, okay. So there's actually a history behind this. So it was actually from the Navajo. This is part of my, the useless information that I have. So the Navajo were actually given like rations of flour, um, because of, you know, where they live out here. Unfortunately, the reservations are in probably the worst spots of Arizona. So they would try to just come up with whatever they can. So this fry bread is originating from the Navajo Indians. And oh gosh, it is so good. One of my best friends in in college was, was from the Navajo tribe and he would make like homemade for any sort of event, but I mean, you can get everything from, uh, my wife's favorite is she'll put a bunch of like agave or honey on top with powdered sugar and you can go with like the dessert route of it or the ones that I like it's think of like a, a taco or a burrito where, you know, fry, you got your fried bread, refried beans meat whatever you can just load it on top and oh my gosh it is like a a taco on crack
2: do you guys know what a sopapilla is i do not hmm okay you need some mexican food fry bread's like a sopapilla that isn't hollow and we always ate it as a dessert we didn't use it for like what nick's talking about we would always use honey or cinnamon sugar on top of it and just that would be our dessert
0: well, it sounds good. I don't know what it is, but it sounds delicious. I I need to be able to travel again so I can go eat good food, apparently. <laughs> Arizona's <laughs> did we miss, got a lot of it. Did we miss any foods on that list that aren't like a big deal in Arizona?
3: I think we hit the two big ones with the Sonoran hot dog and the fry bread. I can't think of anything else. Can you, Cliff? Um, we're also kind of known for our salsa, like like, I,
2: like we were talking about the yeah. hot sauce earlier. We have the Arizona Salsa Challenge every year, where people come and they bring their their salsa recipes, and then we have a contest once they make all of it.
0: What color is your salsa? Is this like red or green or both?
3: Both, yeah, both.
0: Which one do you like better?
3: Depends on the restaurant. I'm I'm team green.
0: What about you, Jay? What kind of salsa do you like? I, don't know if I mean,
1: I guess, yeah, it does depend on the restaurant because they have different recipes, but usually I like red salsa. But I was thinking of something else from Arizona that I just completely forgot I could only find there. What? Kilt lifter beer.
2: Oh, yes.
1: <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is.
1: <laughs> Good, it's not just me. Oh, no, it's it's
3: it's, yeah. it's pretty much, think of what, like, something like Bush would be to the north is what Kilt Lifter is to Arizona. So, Kilt Lifter is a Scottish ale, and you're talking to the right people. Me and Cliff absolutely love beer, and so it's a Scottish-style ale. For some reason, it is absolutely, It's it, it pretty much is our state drink. I think everywhere you go, you can get Kilt Lifter, right, Cliff?
2: Just about. Most places have it on tap.
0: So, is it, like... Is it like a cheap beer? You said it was like Bush. So is it like a cheap beer?
2: So it started out as a micro brew. It was a little tiny thing that just snowballed into a giant corporation that they ended up selling, I believe, to the Coors Corporation. No, they sold it to Anheuser-Busch. Sorry. Okay, my mistake. They sold it to, to Budweiser or Anheuser. But now it's, it's mass produced and you can get it just about anywhere in Arizona. And I know they're starting to spread across the states now also.
0: What kind of beer is it? Is it like...
2: It's a Scottish style ale. So
1: the. And it's not true to the.
2: It's not true Scottish. It's definitely an Arizona twist on it because it's not true to it, but it's still an amazing beer. Very complex and delicious.
0: (sighs) Jay apparently misses it. (laughs) No matter what we talk about, Jay always says he's so hungry. I think he needs to learn to eat before we record, but whatever. (laughs) I
3: I think think another another thing and Cliff correct me if I'm wrong here but I think Arizona is starting to become like Chicago 2.0 so we have so many Chicago style pizza places because everybody from Chicago ends up hating the cold and ends up moving out here so we have some of the big players like Giordano's Luminati's like things that you usually can only find in Illinois are all coming out here so that's another huge thing so uh, if you like Chicago-style pizza and aren't anywhere near Chicago, you can get it I out love here, too. I
0: Chicago-style pizza. Like, super love it. Like, took some home in a purse on the train. Like took a whole box of pizza in this big-ass purse. <laughs> oh,
1: jeez. In <laughs> your purse?
0: Yeah, it was like my big pur- – it was like a big mom purse. <laughs> and I started calling it my pizza oh my satchel God. after that. Wow. I took the train from Chicago when my dad still lived in Indiana and I took the train back to Indianapolis, went to Chicago for the day and brought myself pizza back with me. <laughs> Hence the that undercover fat you. kid. Okay, I don't so- think
1: you're very undercover. You're interstate trucking pizza Don't come at me. Okay.
0: Because I have good taste in pizza. Duh. So jobs and the for fun are the funniest questions. We get the funniest answers. So we got three answers for what people think jobs in Arizona are. They think people are either a cowboy, a park ranger, or they work at a golf course. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so cowboy, that that's true. We still have modern day cowboys that, you know, live on a ranch. We still have a lot of that. Our beef industry is big golf course we do
3: have a lot of golf courses oh there's golf courses everywhere because everybody's retired not everybody but there's a huge retired population here so everybody just golfs plus you can golf well if you want to year-round here but yeah there are a ton of golf courses
0: do y'all golf
3: no does frisbee count sure (laughs) yeah i disc golf but no i do not regular golf i mini golf
0: i can do that and i can go to um what's that place called Topgolf, Golf, I can go top to Top, line, top Golf top if I play the yellow game. Other than that, I suck there too.
3: <laughs> yeah, those things are everywhere here. We, I think we have got two or three Top golfs here in Arizona.
0: The
1: one is but American.
3: Park Ranger—that's an interesting one.
0: I think that they may have thought like Park Ranger because like the Grand Canyon—that's like a national park, right?
2: So I yeah. think I could be wrong here, but I think Arizona has more public land than any other state in the union. So that may be why. I think something like 81% of our land is public or reservation, if I'm correct.
0: Like parks public or just like public access land?
2: Yeah, so parks or BLM land, uh, Bureau of Land Management, Mm -hmm. or state trust land, things like that. Land that can be used by anyone that lives here.
0: Okay, that's pretty cool. And then for fun, everybody thinks that you... Go to the Grand Canyon, go hiking, ride horses, or grow a cactus.
1: <laughs> grow a cactus.
2: Oh, I like that one. <laughs> so hiking is a big one. We yeah. we love the outdoors in Arizona. It's Phoenix is hot, Tucson is hot, but a lot of the outside areas are beautiful year round. And we get a bunch of snow. We have ski resorts here and all that. So hiking you can do year round in different mm-hmm. parts. Camping's huge here. The Grand Canyon. You know, like I said, I visited it once. I think I've been there twice. Nick's never been there. So it's not really something people do for fun. It's more one of those things how if you have family come by and you're trying to figure out what to do for the weekend, you're like, oh, we'll drive up to the Grand Canyon.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's nuts how much hiking there is. Like literally from my house, there are probably at least 20 to 30 trails within maybe five miles. Five ten 10 miles. I mean, it's, it's nuts. And there's so many mountains here. I think that's one thing that a lot of people have a misconception of Arizona is that it's just flat desert. There are mountains everywhere. It, it's very mountainous. There's tons of hiking. And like Cliff said, I mean, you can hike in Phoenix during the winter. And then during the summer, you just drive an hour and a half North to Flagstaff, Prescott, whatever. And you'll see some of the most beautiful hikes and beautiful scenery that you never thought would be in Arizona.
0: I'm so jealous. I miss hiking. I lived in Hawaii for a couple years, and there was so much hiking. And then I moved to Central Texas, so there was nothing. So I'm really jealous of all the hiking y'all have there.
3: So I so I went to Dallas. I think it was uh, about a year and a half ago, and I'd never been to Texas before. And I almost got claustrophobic because I didn't see any mountains. I know that sounds super weird, but it is flat as heck out there. I don't. I I couldn't. It I is. couldn't do it.
0: It is flat and brown. I cried when I moved there. I was like, "What? <laughs> what could I do?" It was terrible. Apparently, Jay misses Arizona. He just texted me that.
2: Arizona is great. We have a lot of good stuff. There.
0: So I'll be back. What is something that everybody should know about Arizona?
3: Stay away. <laughs> 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 I think the biggest thing is that there's, there is so much to do. Like you can, like, like we've talked about a ton already. You can literally within a weekend go snowboarding in Flagstaff. You can go play golf in, in Scottsdale. And then heck, if you want, you can drive four or five hours and you can be at a beach. Like there is so much to do here. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's kind of this like hidden oasis that no one really People talk about it, but I think people think that it's so damn hot here that they don't give it a chance, and I have moved out multiple times from Arizona thinking, oh, I'm done with Arizona, and it, it draws me back in just because there is so much to do. Uh, there's nightlife. There's outdoor stuff. It, it's it's just such a fun place to live, and you can get everywhere super quickly. Okay.
2: So I agree. The outdoors is almost unbeatable here. Almost. So we have great hunting, we have amazing fishing, we have so many places to camp. We have such different weather variances. It'll be snowing in one area and, you know, 90 degrees in another one, just a few hours short of each other. So anything that you want to do, you can do here. If you're a city person, we have huge cities. If you want to live in the country, you can totally do that. And then there's just a huge in-between, which is where Nick and I live, that's like right on the edge of rural and urban, that suits so many people just perfectly, because you don't want to be away from the city, but close enough to get there for work or whatever else. So We
3: we have everything here. And I think one thing, Cliff, that I didn't even think about talking about, and you mentioned it, is the weather here, man. It is nuts. So, Jay, do you, did you ever experience any of the crazy monsoons or haboobs or anything that that happens here
1: oh yes
3: so i thought
1: I, although i still think the craziest weather pattern in arizona is it would rain buildings would be wet from about eight feet up but the ground was dry yeah that used to mess yeah. with me
3: yeah it's it's crazy and, and how quickly i mean a storm can come in absolutely just destroy a section or destroy like a small part of the city for about, you know, 15 minutes. And then it's sunny as heck. Like it, it's nuts how things go out here. I remember when I moved out here and we had, I don't know if they really have this many other places, but we had a micro burst. And so what that is, it's almost like a hurricane that sticks in one spot and doesn't move. And it lasts for maybe like 10 minutes. But we were we were sitting in my my uncle's house, and all of a sudden it just starts pouring and gets windy as heck. And we actually there we saw like two hundred pound like barbe- you know stainless steel barbecues get thrown into the streets. There were um, trampolines and everything just blowing everywhere. And then like ten minutes later, it's like nothing happened, and all you get is all this wreckage and debris, and i don't think people really know that about arizona is there's gnarly storms here um but i I love i love watching these these awesome thunderstorms that happen in the middle of the summer
0: so y'all have like bipolar
2: 100 it is really rare though so again we have like 300 sunny days a year and most of the days that aren't sunny, we get drizzle, maybe a little bit of rain, but when we have storms, I mean, it's something to be reckoned with because yeah, roofs come off of houses. Um, since our city, our, our state doesn't, it has caliche, so it, the water doesn't absorb into the ground. So it pools everywhere and then we have flash floods and a lot of people have been swept away in their car driving through a ditch. And then all of a sudden there's just five feet of water that comes out of nowhere. So when we get a major storm, you know it.
0: If you do a storm, (laughs) you do them right. Exactly. Okay, and then... It's got a lot of personality. I remember that. So about June, we'll have enough interviews done that we're starting. um, People are going to start voting for which state they think is the coolest. We have like a bracket-like competition set up. Do you think that Arizona should win the coolest stereotype?
3: That's interesting. I think it should win like one of the best states, but I don't feel like we have a big enough like stereotype to win it. Like it's not, I don't know. It's not like Wisconsin with the cheese heads or, or Massachusetts with the mass holes. Like I don't <laughs> think there's one stereotype that would win it all, but it's an awesome state. What so do you think, Cliff?
2: We have a lot of stereotypes, but we have a lot because we have so many people that are transplants from everywhere else. So the stereotypes are true for that small section of people who live here. So I don't think we have one big one, like Nick said, that sticks to all of us.
0: Right. What state do you think should win the coolest stereotype in Ooh,
2: America? New York, because they're jerks. That's just across <laughs> the board.
0: <laughs>
3: I, I'm I'm going to have to go with with the Massachusetts. I think that the everything about massachusetts the stereotypes i think for the most part are correct in the both the good and the bad so i think it's going to be massachusetts but i haven't it, i might change that because you know i haven't listened to you know we haven't gone through all 50 states yet so get back to me when you're done with them all
0: right they are we're starting it and there's gonna be like i said it's a bracket so each region is competing for like two or three depending on the size of the region y'all are two representing that region and then they start going against each other and i'm just really excited for this part like once we start getting to that part i think it's gonna be really fun
2: i'm excited too
0: and we're gonna have it where people can vote so i'll make sure to let y'all know when the voting starts especially when it's for arizona and everything so y'all can vote and on the states up against each other
3: fantastic Except when we lose in the first round, we might be sad, Cliff. Nah, that doesn't make me sad. (laughs) I'm used to losing. (laughs) Oh.
0: So I have (laughs) one last question for y'all, and it has absolutely nothing to do with Arizona. But I just need to know, when you eat, eat an Oreo, are you a Twister or a Dunker?
3: Dunker. Dunker.
2: And I'm weird. I even put it on a spoon and just let it drown for a minute before I eat it.
0: And then do you get like all the little crumbs in the bottom of the milk? Like do you oh, drink them? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I guess fun. I'm with Cliff on this one. I like my Oreos just super soggy from the milk. And yeah, that's like an added bonus. You get a little bit of like cookies and cream milk.
1: That's weird. How do you eat them? I, I, I agree. You're the only one. You're the only outsider on this one.
0: Um. No, Jay. You eat them like <laughs> a psychopath. You just take a bite like it's a sandwich.
1: Have milk or eat a sleeve of them? Yes, or the old package, whatever.
0: Like he just eats them I like have a milk, sandwich. I like
3: <laughs>
0: so you're my, weird. I'm a twister. I
3: eat them like a Pringles can.
0: I'm sorry. Did you just say you eat them like a Play-Doh Pringles. can? <laughs> Pringles. Oh, I was like, I have so many <laughs> more questions. You? Right did now? you eat
3: a lot of Play-Doh growing up? Is that what you're trying to tell us? <laughs> I mean, I,
1: I did try it once. It was very salty.
3: Sprody Oh, <laughs> uh, Except I, my wife ruined Oreos for me. She told me how many calories are in two Oreos and I can't eat. Like I used to eat those by like, like Jason, you eat them by the box. You can't just eat two of them, but they're like 140 calories. Yeah. I'm like, oh gosh, now that I'm old and 30 years old, I can't eat a whole thing of Oreos anymore.
0: Jay's still doing 34.
1: I, I'm going to go buy some tomorrow, and i we got to get together with you guys. I'm going to send you a video of me eating the entire pack.
0: But Jay also <laughs> looks what, like he's saying? about five months hours pregnant. Hours? Just saying.
1: I do not, actually. I'm in great shape. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Has this changed since you went to Europe? Probably.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working out. I'm One ready. of my
2: proudest moments, I remember. We had a group chat going with Nick, myself, uh, one of our friends, and then our wives, and I was eating Oreos, and my watch went off, my Apple Watch, that said, uh, I've made my goal for the day, as I'm eating an entire thing of Oreos. (laughs) (laughs) So I messaged the group, and I'm like, I just made this goal, and I didn't know whether to be happy about it or sad about it, (laughs) but you know, I'm proud of it now.
3: (laughs) I totally forgot about that. (laughs) Oh, thank you.
0: The dietitian that we work with eats one Oreo at a time. And I just cannot understand that. Like, she will eat one and then just hey, put You the call me a psychopath.
2: One is in one box.
1: You call me a psychopath.
0: Like, she, I don't even, I was like, That's yeah. not even a whole serving at all. And then, so her Oreos go oh bad. My gosh, how? I've never, I've never known anybody who yeah. has Oreos long enough to let them go bad. I'm <laughs> Well, you tell Amanda that. <laughs>
1: It's
0: okay. I've told her that too. So, Thanks so much for hanging out with us today and talking about Arizona. It was great having you on here. Be sure to stay tuned when voting starts and vote for Arizona to be one of the two states to represent the Southwest in the search for the state with the coolest stereotype in America. Y'all are up against New Mexico first. We can't find the answer to the state with the coolest stereotype in America without y'all. Come join the search at cohesquestions.com mystatesbetter. There are lots of ways to join the search. Tell us what you think, be part of the intros, represent your state, vote, and share it with friends. Do one of them or do them all, but we are finding this answer together.